gentlemen welcome back to fitbit pod my name is ben lomas and i am back in melbourne and with me always is my dear friend dilrook jai singer hello benjamin it is melbourne uh everyone's based out of melbourne i was like well um, where am i because i'm a little bit all over the place i am so unmatched unfit for uh life as a working comedian but uh we have uh someone to talk to about all of that we have comedian and broadcaster please welcome to fitbit from the luke and lewis show lewis spears hello boys i'm happy to be here i'm coming from you live from a war zone. I'm in Frankston at the moment. So oh, yeah? if What's I get a, my house ran through in the middle of this podcast, please excuse that. It's normal here. Well, give us the uh, give us the update. What's happening in Frankston? Yeah, just general oh, Frankston. Just, just the just the general culture. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, no, I think. Uh, but Lewis, correct me if I'm wrong. Though uh, my brother-in-law, I should. I guess I can talk this about the Bob. But he just purchased a house in in Frankston South, and Frankston South se- seems to be the new hotspot for people buying houses. Okay, so you're totally right. So Frankston, Frankston's at that moment where it's like it's it's almost nice. It's gonna it's gonna be beautiful in like 20 years. Everyone's gonna look at Frankston and be like, oh my god, it's finally its true self. This is amazing. But it's in this weird period where the the area is nice. This the city part is nice, but but a solid 55% of the people that fill it are fucking animals still. Yeah, it, it, but it does have But it's that. all mums and dads. Yeah, mm. yeah. Because, it, cause what, correct me if I'm wrong, like, if, you know, for people who aren't here there, it's, it's, it's always used as the butt of jokes. Like, at least you're not in yes. Frankston. Or, uh, you well, know, if, if you catch the Frankston line, yeah, good luck making it to the end, like, pretty much. Yeah. I, I remember where, when Chris Rock was uh, in town two, two years ago and he used a Frankston line. It's like I was driving through Frankston. I'm like, no, you weren't, mate. <laughs> it's no, not- don't lie. Someone just told you yeah. what the shit suburb, the, the yeah. go-to suburb is. <laughs> and it's not on the way to anything. That's like, I love it. Like, you, yeah, it, yeah, I know you. Sometimes, like, American comedians, they'll ask for the local references because I do that. You know, when I go to Perth, you ask for the local references, and and you either get like barely enough where you'll say it, and people go, he said it, but he doesn't know what he's saying. Or you like get given, say this, but then add this detail, and then they go, "Oh, Chris Rock lives in Frankston. That's amazing." <laughs> well, I yeah, think yeah. I, I always remember. So my my uh, my grandmother used to live in uh, Frankston South, up near Golf Links Road, and I would used to go visit her, and I would catch the train all the way to the end of the line, and then I would catch a bus out to her retirement village. And I remember this was yeah. years ago where I caught the train. And when I got there, there was a massive argument between two guys. They were absolutely blind uh, and they were arguing. And then one of them had like an empty bottle of Southern Comfort and cracked the guy over the head with it and completely. The irony of the title, Southern Comfort, and he gets a northern northern head swing. Yeah. So so, then he hit the ground. People started screaming. There was a lot of blood. It knocked him out. Someone called the police. Now, there's all this commotion, but this was also at the time where uh, a lot of train stations, particularly at the end of the line, started playing classical music to make sure the teenagers go away. So while this was all happening. Oh, did that happen? I never. There's like a whole bunch of places, like even near yeah. like um, uh, that that weird box that's on um, that performance space near Flinders Street Station. You know mm. that place? They, oh, they yeah, play yeah, like yeah. really like weird music just to avoid have to stop people from hanging around. And or they'll play. 
And it's great idea. And it seemed to work because then it was like people were screaming, people were calling the police, and it was Vivaldi's Four Seasons. And then, and I remember just like everyone's like seeing if the guy was okay. I walked out. I was like, can I do anything? But there was enough people there, and the guy had his shirt off and he was screaming, going, "That's what you fucking get, right?" And then he hears the cops, the siren, so he starts to run out of the train station. But the irony being is when he ran across the road. The cop car didn't see him and then hit him with the car. <laughs> the, <car. laughs> the cop car hit him. It hit him. And That's so awesome. then the ambulance like had to get the... Yeah, had, and then the ambulance got called. And I was like, yeah, like, you know, I don't want to stereotype uh, Frankston, but that pretty much summed up the experience of Frankston. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what it was a while ago, but now... Like now that I live here and I've been here, f- I moved just before lockdown. So I've only really started to experience outside Frankston. I just had my house, which is just my house or whatever. But you, you, you really do see that, that 50-50 of what the suburb is at the moment. Like I went down to my local cafe and one guy rolled up and they just opened and he pre-purchased 100 coffees for just whoever wanted. And he goes, no worries, you, it's a pandemic. I want to help the community. And I was like, man, that's fucking lovely. That is absolutely beautiful. That's really nice looking after the community, the local business. That's amazing. And then the next day I rocked up to the cafe and there was cops everywhere because some guy wasn't wearing a mask. A female police officer walked up to him and he knocked her out. So <laughs> there's, there's a real 50-50 thing going on here. Right. But I, I'm hoping that, that me staying here will make it a little bit nicer or worse. I don't know. <laughs> when you rocked in, it would be amazing if some of the druggies were like, oh, there goes the neighborhood, a fucking comic. <laughs> well, this is, this is I, I didn't expect to go down this path, but this is, uh, especially for a lot of people, even around the world, around Australia, what made you want to move out of the city? What made you want to move out to the outskirts of the city? Uh, well, I, I always kind of worked around this area anyway, and I know a lot of, I know a lot of people around. Uh, okay. uh, and... Uh, I just, I, I needed to set up a whole like film studio. So I, I, I ran my, you know, I do YouTube and all that kind of stuff. And I ran that out of a, a warehouse in Oakley South, which was also a shithole. It was the brothel capital of Australia, I believe. Um, and I just was like, oh, well, it looks like Corona's coming. Cause I kind of saw it a mile out. I'm like, I think that's going to fuck us over. So I got out of the warehouse and just moved into a big house. And this is the only place I could really afford. Oh, yeah, that's okay. interesting. So you saw it come, when, when was this? When did you start to see the writings on the wall? Uh, it was, it was right when uh, China was saying there was nothing wrong. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a good, that, <laughs> when that, they that were was saying there was nothing wrong. I, yeah, uh, yeah, like on record, we have a episode of the podcast where Ben's telling me about the virus and we're like, this is like, April <laughs> and I'm like what there's a virus <laughs> I have yeah. no idea what's happening yeah. my head's up my ass so, so yeah. much I mean, but, I, so I, yeah. yeah so you moved out to get some bigger space because you thought okay this is going to be a bit of a shit show where did you yeah, grow up yeah where did you grow up uh I grew up uh, on Frankston line anyway so uh-huh. like I was kind of halfway there anyway and I always had like grandparents out so I'm it's it just kind of feels like home to me a little right. bit yeah and fami- so wait familiar ground yeah, what, yeah. Let's get some physical stuff out of the way. What, what, your height wise, what do you come in at and what age did you clock that? Yeah. Uh, I'm two meters tall. Which um, is six foot six. Six. That's six, six. 
Oh, I'm like two meters. I'm a little bit over two meters. I think I'm six eight. I actually don't really know. Gee, I say two meters what? on stage because yeah. it sounds funnier, but yeah. I'm two something. Let me uh, Google that. Six and eight. Just see. I th- six eight. I think yeah. is my exact measurement. Okay, let's um, see. Two meters in. See, we've got a high tech uh, <laughs> system here. Yeah. Two meters in feet is oh two point six. I don't know what the. F- oh no, two, uh, what? Six point <laughs> five. So that's six. Six or something like that. Anyway, whatever. Six, yeah, six, six, seven. Let's go with that. T- I, I'm just basing this from my years of yeah, watching right. basketball players in 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 the NBA, and it's usually oh, six, yeah. six was always two meters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. Okay. Which was so, yeah. I think I'm bigger than that. I actually haven't. You know, you know what? I, I had the opportunity to get measured. I I went to the the hospital for some sleep apnea shit. Nothing serious. Oh fuck! And let's she put a pin in that and come back to that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She wanted to get like my body weight and height because that was so important and she got me to stand in the height machine and I was too big <laughs> oh that's hilarious <laughs> it didn't go far enough I had to slouch and she goes oh let's just call it six eight around right right so six <laughs> because, minimum um, minimum six seven is pretty much what we're getting at and so what I think age, so what age were you when you hit that I actually wasn't that tall throughout high school I was always I I shot up in like year seven uh, but then everyone caught up to me and I just stopped growing for like four years. Oh, really? And then, yeah, yeah. And then 17 to 18, I the just spurt. became fucking huge. Wow. And yeah. so what happened to like shoes and stuff? Like, you know, I, mean, I don't struggle and all with shoes that. at all. I well, was, cl- I'm a size 13. Well, what about clothes? Like, obviously, because your pants or whatever would keep mm. getting shorter. If you just went in, in, in a yeah. year, you, you shot up so quickly. Like, what, what does that even look like? Yeah, that was like a whole school uniform replacement. Really? From like 17 to 18. It was like shirts don't fit, pants look ridiculous. Mum gave up a little bit because we, we never had money. She was like, look, just wear... Her solution was just wear long socks. I said, that doesn't work. <laughs> you know what's so funny? Your description of all that is just the same thing that Ben and I go through, but instead of vertical, it's horizontal. Yeah, totally. It's like uh, clothes yeah. don't fit, uh, just, yeah. you know... I'm just going to give up. <laughs> because you are, you, yeah. you, you do have an amazing presence, but you are tall and very skinny, which I sometimes makes you even look yeah. taller than you actually are. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what I've been trying to fix. I've been trying to put on weight. I, I came to the realization about a few months ago where I was like, oh, no, I'm going to be one of those guys that comes out of quarantine looking worse. I can't <laughs> let that happen. Yeah. So, so you got your I've hair dyed blue. I fix it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's You're like, a, I'll show them. <laughs> bro, the blue hair was the biggest mistake of my fucking life. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I need to get rid of this shit. It's not even blue anymore. It's like, it's like turning green, aqua. It's a cyan. But, it, it, but it's also like yeah. anyone with that kind of color hair, you're like, oh, someone loves the Joker. <laughs> I know, yeah. Like, I really look like a school shooter right now. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, wait, what? Uh, wait, how old are you now? I'm 26. 26, so right? Okay, young. so so yeah, young. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and so with uh, with the stuff around, uh, like, so would you remember when you hit six feet? Yeah, I th- I think I would have hit six feet around like maybe in year eight or nine. How old are like, you? Like I was point? always year eight, year nine. That's like 12, 13? Uh, I graduated when I was eighteen, so yeah, about that. Yeah, okay. And, and so so even at that point people were just sort of similar height to you. Yeah, we had we actually yeah. had a lot of big boys in uh, at McKinnon High School where I went to. Like there was another there was another guy that ended up being like probably 6'5". There were a few people that were like 6'3 or 4". Mm. We had a lot of big guys in my year level, so 
I was never really that tall until that final year where everyone was right. like, what the fuck happened to Lewis? He got, <laughs> like, gravity fucked him up or something. And and was it like most schools that any any young man who has some height uh, on them, were you pushed into a sport that you didn't want to play? <laughs> oh, yeah, like, everyone was doing the whole, like, basketball thing. I, st- I still get now, like, oh, you should play basketball. It's like, can't, I'm 26, it's over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but could could you play? Like again, it's like because I was tall no, and I, I played basketball. I was never into it. But are you never into it? Any sport at all? I was never. I I like I liked uh, solo sport. I never really liked the team thing because I just didn't give a fuck about winning uh, in a team environment. I guess, but I did solo stuff. Like I did a lot of martial arts. Uh, I did a lot of tennis, uh, and I liked that because that was like. If, if I lost, it was my fault. You know what I mean? Mm, like, mm. I never got on with the team stuff because I was like, ah, there's 18 people here. How do I actually contribute? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. yeah so I can see why you gravitated towards stand-up. <laughs> yeah, that's that's another it's the thing. the same reason for me as well. Like, I, if I live or die, it's by my own decisions on stage. You know what I mean? But and uh, Yeah, like, yeah, even with jobs that I had, like, I loved sales. I loved commission-only sales where if I made money, that was me. If I didn't make money, that was, that was me. And then when mm. I moved away from that into, like, call center jobs where you're just some cog in a machine that contributes nothing, basically, and is replaceable, I was like, this is terrible. Because I, I, I'm always fascinated because I think uh, being tall in high school is actually genuinely quite challenging. Like there's always the, yeah. the common thing now, especially with my daughter, or you see it is like being a girl and being really tall at school is really tough. It's really awkward. Uh, you should mm. have. But was it the same for you? Because like being really super tall and sticking out in year 12, did that bother you or did it, did, did it not make an issue? Because like, I always have the issue at a party, year 12, mm. the tallest guy, someone always wants to fight you. Oh yeah, that happened. That happened a lot, and and that still that still does happen. Like if I'll go to if I'll go to rap gigs, like I love Australian rap, and if I go to rap gigs, it's such a like an alpha male fucking ah let's yeah boys fights and and people test you, and they go oh yeah because they go oh yeah what are you being big at me for? It's like I'm, that's just <laughs> literally just me. I'm just somehow you're here. walking is a statement. Like yeah yeah. It, it, yeah, it, sometimes people, especially if the other guy is like six three or four and used to being the tall guy, right? So they're like threatening. they go, "Oh, that that's me. That's who I am. That's my whole fucking personality. I'm massive and scary." And then this this bigger guy, I need to prove myself. Well, it, it's funny. I had a friend who's in a similar the similar situation as you in high school, and he was super tall. And he would always talk about what he hated was like going out late in the cities, like even like at night, because quite often the people or the drunk guys who were trying to hit them were actually guys with, you know, a short man complex. <laughs> so it'd be like he'd have like yeah. a little bulldog coming at him. And I remember what he said that once he said to a guy, he's like, oh, come on, not today, mate. Pick some other guy. Like, just not me. I don't want to. I don't yeah. want to deal with this. Like he said in the most condescending manner, like which probably fueled him even more. But just like, yeah, just uh, just because I'm tall and you're short, why do we have to fight? It's like it's like it's bad UFC. Yes, like, let's not do this. I, I remember I I have literally done that to someone where this guy I was at some gig and he comes up to me and he's yelling at me and I because of the music and literally another problem is because I'm so tall. This is more so a problem with girls who are short. Sometimes if we're in a crowded space and I'm talking to a short girl, I literally can't hear them because they're too far away. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like having a conversation. If, if a girl's 5'2", <laughs> it's like talking to someone like this. 
you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. You can't hear yeah, him. I never and I, this of guy, it, but... I remember at this gig, he was like yelling at me and, and shit, and I couldn't hear him, and I had to lean down, and he goes, I want to fucking fight you. <laughs> I just stood up and I was like, no, you don't. And then I just walked away. And it's you, you just do get that. Well, I was going to ask, so what's your reaction to when people get aggro with you for no reason? Do you just try and walk, like, shut it down? Has yeah, yeah just shut it down. I, ne I never want to fight someone uh, because, you know, I don't need a charge, basically. Um, but, it, yeah, you just need to shut it down because they know. Like, they're not fucking, they might be pissed, but they're not dumb. You know, it's, I'm not. It, I'm not a big guy. I'm not a. I don't think I'm a scary or a particularly tough person. No, but I wouldn't yeah. think that at all. Mathematically, you. you will lose. <laughs> oh, but it's also like this thing. Like I think it's this weird human prime primal thing where, like, even when you yeah. look at people who love hunting and stuff, it's like the pride is in or fishing. You catch the big fish. Look what I fucking mm. caught. And like I think when they, if you have got that mentality. And you see someone really tall yeah. and going, fuck, I can't wait to fight him so I can tell people I fought this six foot seven guy. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just some sort of yes. trophy. Like you're a, yeah. you're, 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 and your the, head will be mounted in, in on, a, on a wall in Frankston. That's what he's but, hoping for. <laughs> but it's also like, especially if you have like a martial arts background, like there's the, and you know, like yeah. you, you dabble in it. Do you still do it now? Uh, I'm going to get back into it because I, 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 COVID and all that kind of stuff and also me moving. But one thing that's great about Frankston is there are so many martial arts gyms because that aggression needs to be directed somewhere positive and that's a big market here. That's so, and what kind of martial arts was it? Uh, so I used to do, uh, I did karate for years. Uh, I think I want to try something different though. I was thinking about getting into boxing or maybe kickboxing. I'm not sure. What? I'm, I'm just going to go and have oh, a look. How's the you. reach on those kicks? Jesus. Yeah. It's like that guy uh, in Street ridiculous. Fighter. The, 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 which was the guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Saget. Saget. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, the, yeah. Um, but um, do you remember what type of karate it was? Do you remember what? Because there are so many versions of, of karate. Mm. Like I did, I did go to Kenshu for, for, for uh, I think, eight years of my life. Um, mm. and, and I'm always fascinated because then you go, because as a town planner, I used to approve all these karate places and I, I was yeah. just like, okay, well, what is this one? This is the Geechee of the blah, blah, blah. And it's this type of karate, uh, that is yeah. you know, north, south of, of, uh, Kyoto. Like it was just weird. All these, there's so many versions, like kind of like there's so many versions yeah. of religion. Like it's like, it's a small part. Yeah, it is. It's interesting. So there's, there is so many and no, I can't, I can't remember specifically which one it was, but. Um, I got pretty far into it. Like I was, I almost got to brown belt Ooh. and I was like doing all of that. So it, it's, it's so much fun and it's great. And it gives you a lot of confidence as well. I think that's what helped me a lot is, is when I was definitely that like awkward kid, uh, in high school when I was younger, but I worked out who I was and really comedy was, I fell into doing comedy at 18 and I was like, Oh, this is, this is what I want to do. So I just was like. Now, now, I, now I know what, who I am and what I'm doing. So yeah. it's not... And I that's just so weirdly weird. like, that's the thing I didn't even discover till I was like 26, 27 after doing comedy. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe 25, I think, I guess when I first started doing it. But yeah, it's that thing that sometimes without life experiences and trying things that are for you and not for you, do you figure out, oh, who you mm. are? Do you know what I mean? And it's yes. like I needed to fuck up at accounting to realize that's not who I am. 
And so with, with martial arts, here's something that with, with karate that you were saying, that's something I've never fully understood because I never did anything like that, is when you have those belts, right? You go from one belt to the mm. other, whatever. How do they assess that? What's what's the thing? Like, do you, so you say, what's before brown, for example? What did you stop at? We, well, should we start uh, at the start? Green. Should we start at the green. start? Green. Oh, so you're, so you're green. Yeah. And so when you know it's like, I almost got to brown, what is that? Is that is there a time frame that you have to keep practicing or is there a particular uh, move that you need to be so doing? How do they look at it? From I, it might be different. I only ever did like one place, so it might be different yeah. from from other dojos uh, to dojo to dojo. But at my place, we, every year you had essentially it's effectively an exam, right? Yep. Right. Yeah. Uh, and you just you show off the carters, which yep. are just you you know you you learn all of the fights, the, all the ways to punch and kick and block, and you just kind of do it in slow motion. Uh, it's like and, a, it's, and it car, it's, it's like a dance. So okay. yeah, so so a choreography. Kata, yeah, so you choreograph, and you spend pretty much every lesson learning that kata, and you need to know mm. that kata like the the, the 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 technique has to be perfect, and then you do yeah. the kata, and then usually depending on the dojo, in my case, you would then have what would be a simple sparring technique, like, and sometimes at yeah. the start, the first like because usually in my dojo it was white, then blue, then green, then brown, and then yeah. black, but then. To get to those ones, you needed to have bars as well. So once you got to blue, yeah. then you had one bar, two bar, then you could go to um, green, then two blue bar, two two bars, then brown, then brown, black bar, black bar, and then and when you get black, it's temporary. You know, you can lose it really yes. quickly. Like it's oh, is yes. that right? Yeah, you can lose a black yeah. Belt. yeah. It's like yeah. if you even get. It's to not that like level. a police officer where you get the badge and then that's it. You can let yourself go. You <laughs> well, gotta fucking like... hold on to it. <laughs> It's like yeah. comedy as well. Just because you headlined once doesn't mean you can always headline. Yeah, like you got to keep. Yeah, I think I think we've all lost it a little bit. You know, we've all been downgraded to the fucking brown belt. I think. Yeah, in Victoria, I am going uh, still fine. But it's if I go into state, I'm a fucking open micer now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but I'm a Perth open micer, but a Melbourne headliner. <laughs> yeah. Because what happens, depending on the type of one, is you can then go to tournaments and get your belt. Not only in the dojo, but you can go there and you do carters with all other types of uh, people. So I remember doing my first mm. uh, kata to get from uh, uh, blue to green to um, no, blue to, to green to green belt. And I remember doing the kata and then, you know, like I remember, I remember it was called Gexai Dai. And then you'd have to go out there. Yeah, I remember that. Do it. And then, and then at the end, you, you would then be get presented with your belt. And it was, and it was an amazing thing because at those sort yes. of tournaments, you'd watch like you, like I was miles away from actually sparring, but then when you watch people right. spar, it's really stop start. Like I kind of compare it to rugby union. You just like sort of, you kind of not punch, and then you sort of go one, two, three, and then stop. One, two, three, then stop. Yeah. So in the end, like I never quite understood when does the actual practice of de- defending yourself ever come into play, and that was kind of the irony. That whole point of doing karate was so you never have to use it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That is. I mean, but that's the thing. It. it you think that it's not very useful and then you get into an altercation and then you just have the knowledge in your head that, oh, I could fuck this man up if I wanted to, which most of the time scares them away. But then if it does get to that point, you know how to keep yourself safe. And also, you know how to not like really hurt the other person. Because that's the thing that happens all the time where people who don't know how to fight get into a fight and they end up yeah. killing someone. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you also, if you are a semi-professional or even then if you do it like a certain amount of times a week, 
if you are, and this comes to like you know uh, even amateur boxers, uh, anyone who's even a profession who does it properly or heading to the Olympics, you are then seen if you get into a fight, you are you. It's the same. You, you'll get charged the same as pretty much having a having weapon. Having a weapon. Because yeah, yeah. and and yeah. and I remember there was like a colleague of mine who was telling that he had a friend that once they were getting into an altercation, he defused the altercation because he was a semi-professional boxer and had to say to them, "Hey guys, look, I will have to defend myself, but I'm a semi-professional boxer, and so things aren't are probably not going to go your way. But I also don't want to go to jail. Is there any way we can get out of this?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to start using that line just to tell people. That's right. I'm a semi-professional boxer, so I just don't want to fight. Can we? When the reality is I've never been punched in my face ever, and I'm scared, <laughs> and I'm really scared. But also, yeah, yeah I've because of that professionalism thing, uh, you know, what you deem as your job or what it will, how often you do it. For me, I've been told that my roast jokes are a weapon and that I should be careful yeah. when I yeah. use that. You know, it's really absolutely I did, I did once out of a fight say that I had a condition, like sort of some sort of condition in my head, which to be honest is not far off the truth. Um, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. And, then, and I said, you know, if you hit me, I may die. <laughs> That's oh, a, that's a good one. So that's good because I don't want to go to jail. Like, yeah, I, I was like, I, I don't want to die. I don't want you to go to jail. How horrible would that be for your family? And I remember sort of diffusing the situation. Absolutely stealing that band. Yeah, like, totally. That is like, good. hey, guys, I can't, like here's just a no. I have a condition. If I get hit, I die, I can die, uh, and you'd be charged for manslaughter. And think about your family. But but <laughs> but, no, but then but then I slap me though. No 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 no. But what I did though in this situation. Was um, I really? It was the first time ever. It's probably the only ever time I was convinced that I could actually act because I was just like, like I started welling up, and I was more welling up because I was scared because I was scared because yeah, I don't want right. to fight, so I don't know how to fight. But I was like, guys, like it just would be such an awful way to go. Like I don't want you to go to prison. I don't. But I also yeah. don't want to die. We both will That's lose funny. from this. That's hilarious. Um, yeah. So so now with. Uh, uh, on an ongoing basis, you started to hint at something to me about a, mm. um, a physical challenge that you and your uh, you know comedy partner Luke Kidgel uh, yeah. are doing. Uh, give us so give me the information. What's going? Did down. you almost say boyfriend? No, I was going to say uh, <laughs> podcast partner. I think that was what I was assembling on. That really yeah. just sounded like you and your boy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. A, yeah, um, our, our same-sex relationship uh, listeners, let us know whether there's like, you know, whether mm. you and your bo- boyfriend are like, let's do a f- fitness challenge together <laughs> so we can really yeah. try, try some of those moves out. You know, where we just That'd like... That would be great. Yeah. To be honest, so, yes. I think I hang out with Luke more than my actual girlfriend. So you might be right. Yeah, so your boyfriend um, Luke and you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My partner and I, we, uh, we've, we kind of like we have an ongoing thing because I used to be a personal trainer, um, believe it or not, and I am big on like going to the gym and working out at an actual gym with fitness equipment. And Luke used to be uh, a really good runner, so mm. he hates the gym. He only works out outside, and so we have a lot of banter over the gym gym versus the world gym and which one's better and what's more effective. The well, answer just is just whatever you that, like. Yeah. 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 Well, just in terms of Luke being a good, was a good runner. He fucking mm. posted on, on Strava the other day that he ran 5Ks in less than 20 minutes. I'm like, that's fucking yeah. flying. I love that it's like he used to be good. I'm like, how good was he back then if this is him like being shit That's now? Fast. That's super fast. <laughs> oh, so he was a freak. That is, that is not that good for him. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, we're like, getting him uh, on the pod in a in a couple of weeks. So I'll I'll save that 
chat with him. Yeah, yeah. Ask him but, what it is because I don't understand anything about running. He right. would tell me his times, and it sounds like a different language to me. All right. So you were saying you did, well, which one's better, and the truth is, what you said, the answer is whatever works the, for you. The answer is obviously whatever you enjoy more. But right. on our show, we we do uh, we're having a bit of a, a competition to see which one will truly work better, and to keep ourselves accountable. Uh, two months ago. We actually posted, both of us realized that both of us have gone backwards. He's put on heaps of weight. I've lost heaps of weight. We have the opposite problems. And we thought, uh-huh. let's fix this. And let's see, also prove what's better, the world gym or the gym gym. Right. And we went on Luke and Lewis, the Instagram, and we posted our before photos straight away. Oh, and right. That's, and that's, I reckon that's the trick. If you really want to keep yourself accountable, post your before photo. And then you say, no matter what. Whether I look better, worse, or the same, yeah. on December 25th, I'm posting an after photo. And that's what we're doing. And, dude, it's the most motivating shit ever. Because I would say, especially if you do it with a mate, we posted them together. It's terrible if, you know, you post a before picture and then you don't look that good in your after. It's horrific if your mate looks amazing and you haven't moved. Welcome so- to my life. Yeah. <laughs> sorry that is eight months of my life yeah sorry mate i've accidentally described your podcast this is your idea this is Um, the horror i face on a daily basis (laughs) so i'm trying so look i'm using you ben as an example of like i that's i can't let it happen to me i must look better than luke so uh that's what that's what we're doing. And it's working. I've put on like uh, almost four kilos since we started it. Uh, I'm working out. I set up a home gym because I don't want to go to an actual gym. Uh, and Luke also looks awesome too. And I think I think both of our bef- our after pictures are going to look sick. But mine so what- will obviously be better because the gym gym is superior. <laughs> <laughs> and so wait, um, do you? When was the before shot taken? How much time did you guys give yourself? Uh, not was... that much time because we both just wanted to finish the year uh, yeah. well. We posted our before pictures on the 11th of November. Oh, yeah, so that's like a time. month and that's less than six just, weeks. Um, yeah, yeah. Just, just around six weeks. And, and so was there any clear goal other than just who looks better, like a broad statement? Was there like a um, fat percentage thing? Was there a muscle thing or nothing? Well, yeah, it's hard because we have opposite goals. He wants to lose weight. I want to put weight on. So right. what we have worked out is every workout session that is minimum half an hour is one point. So we're going uh, off a point system. That and we're is gonna great. See so you're rewarding effort those- as opposed to results. Yeah, I think so. Effort and then and then the results will be basically the reward of of uh, the results will yeah. be the comments, you know. <laughs> Hopefully. I actually think that's a really good, good better way to do it Ben than the way we did it. I was was I was was so based on the scales. It was. which doesn't tell a full picture and which you know like I said mm. recently I've stopped looking at scales because it can really given how much I fluctuate, it'll really set me in a good mood or a bad mood too much. Like it's where I put too much. I can fuck your whole day up. Yeah. So for me, but if you, if you base the, the competition on, you know, showing up to the, the, the gym or the world gym or the gym gym, right. Then all yeah. of a sudden you're putting in the work and the work is what's people, you know, what's driving you, not the, oh, I, I, as long as I get to that point, then none of it matters. Do you know what I mean? Because we started doing yeah. things like saunas and shit like that, like sweating it out. Yes. Well, yeah, the, and that's that's the thing. Like, I think and that also made it super accessible because we invited all of our listeners to join in. Uh-huh. So now, you know, 
people we go take your before photos don't send them to us just save them and we'll post a bunch of after photos with us even if you go backwards that's kind of funny but yeah. we have a bunch of people because that it's so easy to follow the challenge because it's just effort uh we have people who are losing weight we've got girls that want to you know tone up a little bit and they're uh-huh. just going i'm on fucking seven points i missed a workout last week but that's okay right. So it's, it is, it, it was, is unintentionally seems to be a really simple and good way to motivate people to do it, especially if you have different goals. Right, yeah. right, exactly. So it's now, it, are you guys keeping track of your points? Do you know who's, in a, who's ahead or not? Uh, we, we, uh, we have a, a third party keeping track of our points. Okay, uh, gotcha. And, and we, yeah. we check in once a week. Luke is currently winning at the moment. <laughs> he's a, right. a madman. I'm very unhappy about it, but... Uh, I I, so what, I think that I may lose on points, but I'm gonna win that after photo. I know it. Right, great. And so that's that's the audience voted one, the after yes. photo. That's yeah. amazing. And so what's your what's your strategy? What when you're when you getting the points? Your gym, mm-hmm. just you go to the gym and what do you do? Yeah, so I'm doing a I'm doing a five day split at the moment. Uh, so that's basically just focusing on one body group every two days, pretty much. Um, I have a pretty ratchet setup outside it's just a bench and dumbbells because i Uh so i can't really do squats or anything because i still don't trust gyms at the moment i'm not ready for gyms yet Uh um so i just got a home setup and it's just dumbbells uh so i'm just working out with that could you do like a goblet squat or whatever using the dumbbell yeah yeah i'll do goblet squats i'll do like uh uh one leg lunges um Uh yeah i i can do leg leg raises shit like that so i can't do i can do kind of deadlifts but it's not really heavy enough to to work but when but when yeah. you do one leg lunges it's just just one leg yeah. just go into the neighbor's property <laughs> yeah 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 I, I i do one leg lunges and, and i end up in the fucking cafe down the road pick up coffee do the uh, next leg i'm back home <laughs> someone that's really funny someone pointed out how um push-ups are so much harder the taller you are because you're like away from the ground like even push-ups yes. you think will be fine because you're yeah. horizontal. But the truth is, it's not just about the body weight. It's just like how much movement it involves. Yeah, further like away from the arms. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I was, when I was a personal trainer, because I, I got really into like uh, weightlifting and, and, and bodybuilding for a little bit. I never got incredibly massive, but I went nuts with it at 18. And uh, I, was a, I was a freak at deadlifts because my arms were so much longer that I had to move less. Than of most course. other people. Oh. Right? Yeah. But yeah. I was terrible at squats. Like I could do maybe I could do my body weight, but not nothing much beyond that. And compared to my deadlift, which was huge, my squats really lagged. And it's because the the distance travelled was insane. Yeah. Fuck! You never think of that. But and, and also because like being a real talk, like, do you have any injuries? Because I always hear from like tour mates who who. And again, these, I mean, I say tall, like your height, but, but stacked on. So that's where the injuries come. But mm. because you're tall and skinny, does that mean less injuries or more injuries? I think it, I think it means less. Um, I think that the only thing, I think that sport would really fuck you up. I remember one time at a house party, someone, a friend tackled me as a joke and my knee still fucked from it. Yeah. So like, and that was one tackle at one party. <laughs> if I was doing that, yeah. like every fucking weekend, and then playing games and and shit like that with the with the, with the boys at training, 
I would probably have an 80 year old man's body now. So I'm almost lucky that I didn't get into team sport. Because that- I do though get a sore neck from looking down at people <laughs> all day. <laughs> Not because I'm tall, just because I just think as I'm so ego. much better yeah, than everyone. Just online. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because where you where you're living where you're living now is huge, like a huge community sport. Like it is. There's a thousand yeah. footy teams out in Frankston. Like it's crazy, yes. and it's you know, and it's not just you know under sixes. It goes all the way to you know above fifties. Where and I never understand. Mm. I never understand this that. I'm barely keeping my body together and I don't play a team sport. Yes, I do play a bit of squash. But, you know, people go out and go, oh, how was this season? Yeah, good season, made it to round three, had a, you know, knee reco. But, you know, I'll be back next year to do the knee again. I never freaking <laughs> yeah, understand. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But you see all these I, people I hate injuring themselves horrifically. That makes life so much yeah. harder. But they're like, nope, love the sport, love the team sport. I know, yeah. It's it's just, a, you know, it's it's the community more than anything to be honest especially for men where we can't hang out with each other for for no reason that's a bit bloody gay we got to be fucking punching each other uh, i'm glad you and your boyfriend found each other <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> but but go uh, let's talk about quickly about nutrition so being taller does that <clears throat> is that is there a truth to something that someone once said to me the taller you are obviously your body needs more fuel and oh, so yeah. that's why the taller you are you're more likely to be skinnier because it's like physical, yeah. you have to keep putting fuel in to maintain mm. the body. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's so difficult for me to put on weight uh, because my maintenance uh, without doing anything is fucking crazy. What's and then if I is that TDEE? Uh, is that what they call it? The something index? I don't know. But yeah, go on. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. You're obviously way more into this shit than I am. I just I just yeah. eat food, do workout. Um, <laughs> I thought as a personal trainer, you might have known. <laughs> I, it's, that's all gone. That was when I was 18. It's all disappeared. Gotcha. But, What's your, um, so what, what is it, your calories that your maintenance calories are? Uh, yeah, so my, my maintenance is about 2,000. Uh, is what is what I should be eating when I'm when I'm like 80 kilos, which is what I I'm like 81 now. But at 80 right. to kind of maintain that, if I'm if I'm walking around doing gigs, it's about 2,000. And then you, then you you know you work out, so your maintenance goes up, and then you yeah. need to eat beyond that to you know put pay off the calories burned during the workout, and then give your body fuel to put on weight. So like mm. when I'm Eating, eating, I'd, I'll be trying to do at least 2,500 plus mm. um, calories. When I was 18, when I was really into this shit, I was probably about six foot six or seven, and I was actually 60 something kilos. I was really, really underweight, uh, and I didn't even realize it. Um, I didn't have an eating disorder. I just didn't eat. I just didn't yeah. ever do it. I played video games, and I just didn't need, feel hungry ever. Uh, and then I got into this bodybuilding and I uh, fell in love with it and I turned into a nerd. I went on the 4chan fitness boards and got on this insane diet called GoMad where I would drink oh. a gallon of milk a day, which is four what? liters of milk yeah. every single day. And if you're underweight, this shit fucking works. I literally, it sounds crazy. I put on 10 kilos in a month. From doing wow. that. From a gallon Working of milk. Out. What else is in there? What was gallon of milk a day? And then just three regular meals. And then okay. that is about 
about four or five thousand calories depending on the food you eat if you're also having protein shake stuff yeah yeah and i i went from like 67 to like almost 80 in about a month and was uh, it muscle or fat oh wow girls like me (laughs) (laughs) that's what it all comes down to it was all it was all muscle because i had no muscle and and also i think Another probably weird benefit to being this height is that when I do put on fat, it's distributed across my entire body. So it does, yeah. you don't see it. Right, yeah. it stretches out. <laughs> That'll change after a while, trust me. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you're, you're quite tall. How tall are you? I'm, I'm 185. So yeah. I'm tall. No, no, he said height. <laughs> but I've, like, again, I like, because people I go, look, you know, I put, in, I put on 15 kilos over over uh, yeah. ISO and they're like oh we can't tell oh, well this is ha- actually this happened last night they're like That's Ben fun. we can't tell however after you've walked up the stairs and we hear you panting we can tell <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's how it is and that's that's like you know, a good thing with fat and a bad thing with muscle because, you know, I've put on four kilos, but you cannot tell. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. You're right. It's four kilos of muscle. Do you do the protein stuff? Do you go hard on the protein? Yeah, I do. I, I, I'm someone that genuinely doesn't really enjoy eating. So I do the mass gain, <clears throat> the mass gain shake thing. And then I try and eat like three meals, three, four meals a day if I can. I don't know what the um, mass gain and- shake thing is is that is a brand or is it just a oh approach? it's it's just like uh it, it's something that has 1200 calories in a shake oh fuck what's in that ice cream i i don't so it's like it's know. off, off the like, market as oh sorry right 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 so you just buy that product and it's yeah. only got 1200 calories in it I understand. yes yeah understood right yeah. right 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 wow fuck i didn't even know it existed and so and then your normal meals like do you have any restrict like do you just do you try and make sure you get heaps of like chicken breast and any of that shit or you just go normal yeah yeah so i do i do eat properly because I, I know how to do that i try so every every morning i have uh i have like oats with peanut butter and fruit uh mm. and and i'll have a coffee and then i'll have a shake after that uh and then for lunch i'll try and have like a quite a big serving of pasta with mincemeat and then dinner i'll have a kangaroo steak with like four eggs and then just steamed vegetables and that's those three meals are the ones that i try and make sure that i must eat and then Mm. i'll have like i'll try to eat snacks in between but i i I like i don't know i'm weird i don't like eating so yeah i struggle to eat just those three meals but i think this is you have junk this is a skinny person thing. I've, I've got another mate who I lived with in the Netherlands, and he he said that he found eating a chore. He, he just yes, I it's a chore. I that's exactly how I describe it. It's a chore. Yeah, there was there was no real genuine enjoyment to it. Like yeah, and he tried to explain to me. He goes like he goes. It's like for me. I said I love eating, and he's like, yeah, but for me, it's just like it, it doesn't do anything for me. I, I don't. I'm not craving one food after the next. I just oh, I need what's it. What's that like? I know. I know. Yeah. Part of me is just like. I mean, we've been talking about it on the podcast as well. That I mean, part of me would love it if I just saw it as a chore. I would not enjoy. But you know, we kind of look at it. It's just a fuel base. But this instance, you take it a step mm. further. It's not just oh, this is fuel I need, but I need to get this out of the way so it just feels like a chore <laughs> next. It's an inconvenience. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, for, for that's that's like it's like I'm on the opposite side of of I guess Dill. unhealthy You're on the opposite idea side of, of Dill. food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I I watch I sometimes I'll watch Dill on his um on his off day, cheat day, and I'll see you go through all of these 
restaurants and post all this food and it looks amazing and i'll watch it and i'll go that is like a fucking nightmare for me i couldn't no. <laughs> i would it's hate a, that it's an aboriginal people it's it's a it's a disorder like it's actually um, it's it's not like it's mm. almost like i have to exercise those demons because otherwise i'm fucked for the rest of the week but it's not like i'm necessarily like like i celebrate it and i love it but i just know how yeah. i'm wired and i need that uh, yeah, you know, blow well, that's. I think that's. I don't think that's an unhealthy thing to do. Yeah. I think that's just knowing. It's like who a you control. Are. Exactly because yeah, it's, of it's, this. It's because, controlling the beast. So it's because of that compulsion, and it's funny to me to t- talk to someone who doesn't have it, and it's just almost mm. not only just doesn't have it because we've had Claire Hooper who didn't have it either, but it's just more like, yeah. oh, it's actually I don't have it, and I find it a real annoying thing to to try and attend to. You know what I mean? Yeah, like and, so often, especially if I'm working on something that I really care about. You know, right. Jazz, my girl, will come in and she'll be like, when have you eaten? And I'll, it'll be 5 p.m. And I'll go, oh, I haven't yet, actually. And <laughs> I don't even notice because I would just rather be doing something else. And do you have, like, and- any eating vices at all? Like, like chips or anything like that? or Because you don't drink either, which we'll get into to finish up. Mm. But, yeah. But, you know, so any food, like snacks, sweets, nothing? No, just heroin. <laughs> okay so that probably is where the weight loss comes in i suppose that's where yeah. some of the gains no, are lost i no, i I, th- I have food that i like like i like i like chocolate and stuff but like you know if i'll have like two pieces and i'll go that's enough um i really don't have like a food that goes that when i eat it i'm like oh the whole time i'm like fuck this is sick if i have a uh, nice food yeah. I'll have the first three mouthfuls and I'll go, this is amazing. And then the rest of it is just, oh, I've got to get this out of the way. Fuck, I, I want to borrow your brain for, nah, a, brain I, for a week. I, I'd love that. I'd love that. Just yeah. to, I that wonder sense if hypnosis of, can help us. <laughs> but, yeah, but that's I a, think that I've, I'm accidentally, for, for like most of my life, I've been following an intermittent fasting diet. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. Actually, you just, have. you've got a very Buddhist diet. This is how Buddha uh, and I was always like: you eat what you need, and then afterwards yeah. you stop craving it. Like it's meant to be, to mm. do what the minimum you need to survive, but don't starve yourself nor overindulge. And you've you've just naturally come to. But it. the fact that you have to stay on top of it that like that I can imagine yeah. would be genuinely exhausting to go. Yeah. Oh, I gotta eat the rest of this. Like that is the opposite yes. to me, which is like. You don't need to eat the rest of this. It's so hard not to eat the rest of this. And you're like, ah, oh, yeah. just, you, you know what? You're still a three-year-old. This is what I'm going to do with my kids. Like three more mouthfuls, three more <laughs> yeah, mouthfuls, I'm, I'm and three, then you're done. Three more I mouthfuls, three years then old. you're done. Yeah. <laughs> if you can, you can ask Luke about it. I am the most frustrating person to eat with because I will, when everyone else is done, I will be maybe halfway done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah wow. Yeah. That's so funny. And, um, all right, let's start to uh, head towards wrapping up. But yeah, so drinking-wise, yeah. we chatted very briefly. The, um, but yeah, you didn't... Uh, you, you've never drunk... I know you don't drink, but did you mm. ever drink? No, I never have. No. Wow. I know what it tastes like. Uh, I've, I've tasted... I'll always taste a drink to see what it's like, but I've never had a, a, a full drink. I've never even had like a mouthful of alcohol. You've never had a full Hang standard on. drink. You lived no. in Frankston. <laughs> yeah. And you're telling me so that ha- you've never got pissed at a house party. Never, not once, no. So where did that come from? Because I mean, the, the stereotype that we'd have about Australia in particular is about what a drinking culture we have and how you yeah. know, it's like everyone's, you know, loves the beers and the pubs and stuff like that. Did you actively avoid it? Is this just something that you, you, you saw people getting fucked up and you're like, I don't want to be that? What, where does that come from for you? Uh, yeah, well, I don't. Because you're not Muslim, down. if I'm not mistaken. 
No, no, I'm not Muslim. I don't, I don't look down on on drinkers or anything. Um, but I think it's it's from when when I was in high school, I initially decided I'm gonna drink at 18. Uh, okay. That's what I want to do. Uh, I don't want to start drinking at 16 when all of my friends were were talking about doing it. Uh, I just I think that I was I didn't want it to. I read a bunch of things about how it damages your brain if it's not fully developed. So Uh I was like, oh, okay, I'll wait till I'm 18 at least. I wasn't like, oh, I'm not going to drink till 18. I was like, oh, I think it seems I feel like I don't need to drink at 16. And then to be honest, I just kind of saw a lot of people in high school go from uh, a lot of people that, that wanted to do other things turn from that into, oh, drinking's way better. Mm. And then I just, I saw that and I, I didn't judge it. I just kind of noticed it. And then I just saw a lot of people get sucked into it. And then I just was like, you know, I think that it's that I didn't feel like I was missing out. You know, like like if if someone else is eating a different meal, you're you're obviously missing out on that meal, but you don't you don't feel like oh fuck, I wish I had that sometimes, you know, with yeah. things. It's just like that for me. Like I see I see people having fun, I see the appeal of it, I totally get it, but I just have I don't have any desire to do it. And and then as I got into entertainment, I saw people people's potential get ruined by it i saw people much more successful than me quit uh and then go fuck i wish i did this sooner i had people that were way more successful than me you know crumble from it and then and then uh, the main thing for it is every single person that i meet in entertainment or business just goes good keep doing that so i just feel like it's it might not hurt me if i were to do it but it's definitely not going to help so yeah. I just have no interest in it. It's like what you stand to gain or the joy that you can get from it is a real mismatch from the potential downside. So why bother even trying? Yeah. That that's that's essentially my logic. I don't look down on people who do it. It's just like a it's just a, a cost value yeah. uh, estimate on, on with my own personal life. Uh, and at and then adding into the fact that I don't like going out to clubs. I don't I particularly like uh doing the types of things like, you know, sport or the, a lot of the things that are involved with drinking and the drinking culture, I don't enjoy and have no interest in anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm rarely in a situation where adding a drink would benefit that. Yeah. I mean, that's the really, again, going back to me coming to those thoughts later on in life, like it was only, I think I was 32 when I quit drinking and you know and that's how i feel now about it but it was like i needed to crash and burn myself before i had that awareness that oh yeah this make this makes me yeah. sadder overall yes i've had some fun times and yes there's an appeal to it to date mm. i still you know will see people having a few drinks and i'm like nah, i remember the good old days but i also yeah, know yeah. for me personally at least it's so uh, the mismatch between how much pain I ended up in versus that little moment of joy. It's not worth it for me to open up those cans of worms again. Uh, and I'm so great. instead, so instead, it's like, again, not a judgment thing. I'm quite comfortable being around people who are boozing and stuff, but I just know how I'm wired and it just would fuck, fuck up the things that I really want to do with my yeah. life. Well, yeah. People ask me all the time. They're like, again, like again, I, I, I just came back from working on a show in Sydney and at the rap party, 
you know, I wasn't, someone noticed I wasn't drinking because everyone wanted to buy me a drink. And I was like, nah, I don't drink. They're like, Because you're off. such a legend. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I am, I am King Dick. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then, and I said, no, I, I was like, I've been off the booze for three years. And then there's also first, the first you have to, it's the disbelief. Well, hang on. How can, how can you do your job and not drink? There's that. And then it's yeah, just like, yeah. how could you do that? And then, and then followed up with, and it's mostly parents who go, yeah. But how do you deal with the kids if you don't have a drink at the end of the day? And that's a real common one I get. And I said, yeah. the day I stopped drinking after the first couple of months, it's easier to deal with the kids. It's easier because you're not yeah. hanging for that drink at the end of the day because it's not there. Once you lose that hangingness for wanting something, mm. then then that's more of enjoyment. And then again, also, I have not had to deal with the children with a hangover in over three years. And I that's probably, Bill go, is that your biggest driver? I say, yeah, yeah, that's that's my biggest driver. Hangover with children is the worst thing in the world. Yeah. There's nothing, they don't care if you went to bed at two, you know, off your head. Yeah. They still want to do stuff at seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that and, and it's like conversations like this that kind of, really solidify my lack of need or want to drink because it's like you know two guys that are f further ahead in comedy than i am and who have in and in life going oh like people are like oh you don't even want to experiment i'm like the the, the answer's in the yeah, experimenting the experiment, has yeah, been done yeah the results done. are in <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah exactly you're right I generally yeah, i've had funny. people have experimented for me and they've all looked back and gone don't come this way, it's fart. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's me. I, I suppose I never thought of it like that. That's me when it comes to hard drugs because mm. I just have seen how it can be bad. I know there's fun in it, so I don't even yeah. want to try because yeah. I've seen how bad and that bad is too bad for my for what I want in life, right? Yeah. But it was right. You're right. With booze, I never had that because I had uncles and all of that who, you know, and my dad and all these people who would drink. And mm. I only mainly saw the main fun side of things and, and didn't see yeah. enough of the bad. Or rather, the bad didn't seem outweighed the, neg uh, the, the, the good, you know? Well, a lot of the time, and the bad is, is, especially as a child, is hidden from you. Yeah, true. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, that's incredible. Yeah, no, that's I do. Good, I like that. That's really funny. All right, man. Well, we need to wrap up. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, you've, you've, uh, what, 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 are, what do we need to plug? We've got to plug the loogies. <laughs> Yes, yeah. So we have uh, Luke and Lewis is the show that we do. Uh, it's a podcast. It's on YouTube and all all the apps, whatever Android people use. Um, and uh, yeah, we've got the Loogies coming up. It's it's a parody of the Logies. Dilrook is actually nominated for a Loogie because he was a he was a guest, so he's nominated for best guest. Uh, now we're we're gonna have to talk. Maybe we talk about this on Luke and Lewis that you you have uh, you know you you are a Logie recipient. Yeah. So I don't so it's know if that issue, disqualifies it be, you from the loogies. That's the thing. It's like it just feels unfair. Look, I don't, I'll, I'll make my case on the podcast because I feel like I'm yeah. being discriminated, not because of skin color, but just because of the logie, yeah. <laughs> and that that I might, you know, potentially re denounce the the logie in order to win the loogie. You know what I mean? Okay. So we'll, we'll, okay. We'll, we can we can talk about we'll that. We'll figure out that because I feel like it's like unfair. A, yeah, we don't want someone with like a cheap carbon copy of the Loogies coming in. So no, no, you know, exactly. We'll, we'll exactly. talk. We'll talk about it then. But, but yeah, check out Luke and Lewis, and I got a bunch of stand up on my own personal stuff. Lewis Spears as well. You can check out too. And then Lewis Spears dot com. Oh, just Lewis Spears on YouTube. 
on YouTube. Gotcha. And again, uh, and again, I've, I've always admired this about you, Lewis, is you you do it all on your own. I, I'll never forget the conversation I had when you were organizing your own show and then you set up your own ticketing system. And I just oh, yeah. remembered that. I was like, and you said, why would I pay someone else when I can cut out the middleman and take it for myself? And I just remember like, wow, that is something that I couldn't even comprehend doing. So, yeah. so well, credit to yeah. There you go. Tickets to the Loogies are on loosebeers.com only. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The amount of middle people between me and my money is crazy. I just realized the- like, that makes complete sense. Uh, I reckon you were maybe 20 when you said that. So, <laughs> so. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I remember that. Awesome. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, our listeners, uh, any new listeners, thank you, first of all, for joining us uh, from uh, Luke and Lewis's show. But uh, we have a Patreon, uh, uh, patreon.com slash FitBitPod. Yes, head there. Uh, ben, you're on Instagram at Ben Lomas Comic. I'm oh, at DilrookJ. Actually, DilrookJ.com. I put it all in the one place. But also my Amazon special, Bundle of Joy. Give it a check out, please. It'd be great to uh, get a few more bumps there. Uh, but otherwise, uh, Lewis, this is incredible, man. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, we'll probably get Luke on uh, for the next episode yeah, totally. and have see his side of the story from. before before yep. December 25th and see uh, where, he, where he sits with it all. Great. All right, Jim Jim all day. Thank you, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks uh, a lot, guys. Bye. See you next week.